Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is Tyler P. Watts, and we are here to talk about the most interesting fantasy basketball NBA team in the league. That's right. It's the Orlando Magic. I swear, it's not a Watching the Box podcast if we don't talk about the Orlando Magic. But there's always something to talk about with the Orlando Magic. Like I, It's not like I'm trying. It's not like I'm doing a bit where I'm like, we're going to talk about Orlando. Orlando is one of the worst cities in maybe in the world. I don't want to talk about Orlando. But the Orlando Magic are an interesting team overall, interesting basketball team, interesting NBA team, and certainly an interesting fantasy team. Um, all of a sudden... You got um, Wendell Carter Jr., who is out, I believe, with finger surgery. And the decision from the Orlando Magic is to start Gogo Baditza. Gogo Baditza played 25 minutes in their last game, played well, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 5 blocks. Paulo Banchero seems to be playing, like, started out the season a little down, but we kept telling all of you small sample size theater. Go find players who are not playing well, who are in the top 75, and go try to trade for them. Elementaro already playing better. Um, he had 25-7-10 and 10 next to Gogo Baditza. So that's a positive um, uh, outcome and potentially a positive outcome for Gogo Baditza as well. If, if Paulo and him play really well together. You have the emergence of Jalen Suggs' minutes, maybe not the full emergence of his fantasy value, like he's still like a good he's a good fancy player and then you have like the disappearance of markel fultz orlando's like a team in flux man like even joe ingles is getting minutes out here this is why this is why i wanted to talk about them i think this there's there's two very big talking points on the magic right now the one that most fantasy people will be talking about is Carter's out for three weeks, which could be a lot more than three weeks because this is literally what it says. Carter will undergo surgery to repair a fractured third metacarpal in his left hand. And the team will issue an update on his status after an initial three-week timetable. At no point did that that say he'd come back in three weeks. They said they're going to tell us when he's going to come back three weeks from now. So... He's missing at least a month, I think. I think he's missing all of November. You hope he comes back in December, but that that was scary. I did not like um, the reading of that at all. No, I'm uh, I'm tr- I'm sending out. I'm spending like the next four to five days sending Wendell Carter out for anything, and then after week three, I'm dropping him. Yeah, and so looking at. Baditza, who started in this game, right? We've seen him in a per minute basis be very good. If you're telling yes. me now he's going to play 25 minutes a game, I am pretty interested, right? Career per 36, career per 36 stats: 15 points, 9.3 rebounds, two and a half assists, 2.7 blocks per game. He's not going to play 36 minutes, but even in 25 to 30, those are still pretty darn good numbers for a guy you're going to pick up off the waiver wire. Here's the other thing I'll say. Go ahead. I don't know that he gets 25 minutes every night in the sense that I think there are nights where they're going to want to play small, and at that point, they're just going to put uh, Franz at the four and Paulo at the five, and they're going to 
maybe play Baditsa 10 minutes. Yeah, this is another, this is like a, a low stakes risk reward, right? You risk picking up Gogo, Goga. Um, I wish his name was Gogo for some reason. The, do you risk picking him up and putting a wasting a roster spot or a pickup during the week, which is a low risk in my opinion, for a guy who fancy value wise, if he is playing, has a really nice like like a standard league top 100 upside, if not higher, uh, depending on how um, consistent his blocks could be. Knowing for a fact that like him playing consistent minutes is going to be like that to me that's a coin flip. It's a 50-50 chance he plays 27 minutes a night for the next three weeks, or he plays 27 minutes every three games. Don't know. I think you're going to be able to predict it a little bit in the sense that yeah. um, they play the Hawks on Thursday, right? He's going to play against Clint Capella. Right? Oh. Okay. Um, just because they're gonna want him against like that that type of guy, right? The bigger, yeah, harder to to handle for someone like Paulo, right? Now against the Mavericks, right? Like Derek Lively, Paulo can definitely match up against Derek Lively. And when Derek Lively's not on the floor, like Dwight Powell's the center. So I think on Monday night you're gonna find out kind of what their plan is. Are they gonna play Goga regardless, or are they gonna kind of go more matchups and like against the Mavericks, Goga could play like ten minutes. Yes, I, uh, I think it's well worth the risk reward because you bring him on the team and we're going to talk about week three, of course. Um, this is definitely a player who's on your waiver wire. This is definitely a player who going into week three, you could get a, a, a great return for your value, which is an end of your bench spot. Um, and if you find out that they just feel better about Paulo Goga combination, you're going to find out uh, after after week three and you can make a decision moving forward versus if you leave him on the waiver wire and, you know, it turns out they are going to go with him. Uh, chances are you're not going to pick like he's going to be picked up. Like, I, I think if the savvier players are looking to pick up Goga for week three. Oh, 100 percent on that. Um, so now to the second weirdness of this. Right? Markel Fultz missed a game, and it was his second straight game with something the Magic are terming knee swelling. Ooh. I don't like that. Um, now, that's just... Obviously, swelling implies that something is wrong with his knee. This is a person that has missed a lot of games in his NBA career. Career, right? Yeah. Um, Quite a few. To term it as knee swelling doesn't tell us really anything. So when when does he play? Um, and this was my big concern about like drafting him or wanting him to be on your team, to be a consistent part of your team. Um, this is his what year in the NBA, Michael? Do you know? Seventh. Oh, man, I'm going to say five. I was going to say five. <laughs> Seventh. He has played 72 and 60 games. In two of the years, 60 last season in 2023, you know his highest game total, his third highest game total of his career? 24. 19. Ooh. Ooh. So, 
Give me a nondescript injury. Tell me a guy has a very serious past injury history. And I am super concerned. I would trade him for anything. This is, yeah, the exact same thing I'm doing with Wendell Carter. Uh, shop uh, him out for the next four days for literally anything. And then he's a drop. He's a hard drop. And, you know, chances are a lot of people are going to go, yeah, no, I'm not giving you anything for a dude who's injured, who has this <laughs> injury. Um, he's a, he's a, hard, he might be just a hard drop. Like it, it might not just be worth even bothering, which does mean Anthony Black is going to play more. Jalen Suggs, like rotation minutes are probably, um, reliable now and then Cole Anthony's still gonna do Cole Anthony stuff off the bench. I guess my concern with Black was we didn't see a super fantasy friendly line and Benchero really like got all the assists in that game against the Lakers. So what is Anthony Black? I mean obviously riding with a rookie point guard who's that young is always very inconsistent. It's always gonna be very inconsistent, right? Like unless the person is I don't know, another worldly player, like, he's 19. He doesn't turn 20 until January. Like, he's just young, and there's going to be a lot of inconsistency. Um, what I guess I didn't super like about that first game was he didn't really shoot. Now, he didn't turn the ball over, which was nice, but he didn't really shoot or get you any assists. So is Jalen Suggs more the starting point guard than Anthony Black? Like, if they're both on your waiver wire, who would you rather have? Um, I think it's a no-brainer for the reasons you said. Like, Black one 19, they didn't trust him in the first place to come out and be kind of like a major part of the rotation, so he will be the quick... They will be quicker to pull him from the rotation when he is not creating... Um, a, like, when he's not actually, like, playing well, they're gonna go, yeah, your leash... Is, I think his leash is short, basically. Well, um, and or Cole Anthony has the better fantasy shots. Play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if Cole Anthony's hot, they're going to leave Cole Anthony in there and not play black. Yeah. Suggs is a they're good gonna, defender. So they're going to want Suggs. Yeah, they're going to leave Suggs in because he can he can body up with people. And then Suggs gets your blocks, your steals, your assists, your rebounds for a guard. Like fantasy wise, he's the better choice. Um, minutes per game wise, he's probably the better choice. Like if and if Suggs and Anthony Black played the exact same minutes over the next two weeks. I Suggs is probably still going to be the better fantasy player here. Once again, it is worth keeping an eye on the Orlando Magic. They got a lot of interesting things going on. One guy I think we should pour it out for though is Joe Ingles. I don't think Joe is going to have any fantasy value. Yeah, man, that's sad. I mean, that injury really was pretty de- like you know devastating. I think, but uh, he's. I mean, he played twenty four minutes. He's still. He's still able to play, but um. Oh, he's still good in basketball terms, but I think it's just uh the years and miles have caught up to the thirty-six-year-old Joe Ingles, unfortunately for fantasy like numbers. Uh, listen, we've been pouring one out for beautiful Bob for a very long time, and we're still not done pouring it out. So, like you know, every year there's a little bit of a flux. I still think Joe Ingles got a a two-week period of fantasy value this year. I can only hope. Joe Ingles is a great character. Right? He's a great person, a great NBA character. So uh, I hope he is relevant again in fantasy. We also kind of just like, you can tell that he has to give everything to play at the level that he plays at, but and he does. And like, 
one thing I've always noticed is that fans respect someone who leaves it all out there. People might not like Pat Beverly, but they people respect Pat Beverly. Yeah, I'm with you. And I think Joe Ingles kind of does that same, like, you know, not not in the same way, but the same kind of thing. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I'm a, I've been a big Joe Ingles fan. And I, I'll continue to be. I just don't know that for fantasy I'd want him on any of my teams unless it's, like, the deepest league possible. I'd agree with that. And I think that's it for the Orlando Magic, the worst city but the most interesting team in the NBA for fantasy basketball. If you have any questions, comments, things you want us to talk about here on the podcast, you can hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at watch the boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P Watts W a T T S Watts. And if you're not following either one of us, do it right now. Hit us up. We'll be back next time with more fantasy basketball analysis. We will see you then.